And we're back. Well, I'm back with episode number three of the No Regrets podcast. And today while I was heading to work, I hit a massive fucking pothole. And it had me thinking for a second, how the fuck could I get these pothole issues solved around my area? Because it seems like nobody's doing anything. And then, you know, it got me thinking for a second. And I was like, what if I took a spray paint can and drew something obscene on it? Like some type of hate symbol or nothing crazy, nothing like a swastika. But maybe, I don't know, I'll draw like a dick on the fucking pothole. Like, they would have to fix it, right? They're, not, they're just not going to leave a huge-ass dick on a pothole, you know? Uh, that's just an idea that I had. And here's another idea, or another, uh, I guess, little tip that I would give you. Well, also, actually, rent is too fucking high around my area. And I was just thinking, another great way of, uh, I guess not a great way, but a way that I guess would be effective to lower rent. Dude, just shoot some bullets in the air. And I know it's not a great time to be talking about bullets and shit, but, dude bullets air low rent come on man it's not that hard to figure out and all right so here's a little tip that i had for you guys after watching that amber heard and uh, johnny depp case it just had me thinking too that if you are arrested at any point do not under any circumstance answer any questions without a lawyer present because you know police will often try to corner you to make you confess to the crime that they are prosecuting you for but there have been dozens of cases in the last like probably 20 years of people who are completely innocent but were jailed for years because the police forced a false confession out of them. And you shouldn't give the police anything without a lawyer present. Like, for starters, your lawyer will protect your rights and uh, they'll definitely make sure you aren't going to serve time for something you didn't do. You know, I took some criminal justice classes in my past, so I know that the only thing that police can legally force you to give is your name and your driver's license. That's it. If the police claims that they have legal power to obtain any other info... They're fucking lying. Do not fall for it. Only a judge can force you to answer a question. Point blank, period. And moving on. So today I was watching the news, or I guess not really watching the news, but you know, watching the trending clips on YouTube or whatnot. And I saw that, you know, they were burying the, uh, what is it, the Uvald victims in Texas, the school shooter incident. And dude, it's fucking sad to see all these little tiny caskets being built for all these elementary school kids, all customized, you know, Spider-Man, Batman, all these superhero caskets, and it just goes to show how much of a coward the police department is in Texas and even all around the fucking world. How does it take you almost an hour to actually get into the school and compromise the victim? It's so, it's such a neglect from, from all parts of the world. And then the governor comes out, the governor of Texas, I believe, or some shit like that, comes out and says that it could have been fucking worse. What do you mean it could have been worse? 19 people were killed. If these cops gave a fuck, they would have just thrown their body at the at the fucking school shooter. How many people can... These are trained killers right here. These police officers trained for this shit. This guy just picked up a gun, 18 years old, picked up a random ass assault rifle from online, by the way, and then start, started spraying at these people. No way that guy is a better shot than all these cops. These cops are just fucking pussies and they don't want to go in there. You know what the worst part is? They were outside barricading the whole school, putting caution tape around the whole school and then they were fucking handcuffing the parents who were trying to get into the school because the cops were too much of a pussy to actually go into the fucking school and i believe that the school shooter was actually killed by a fucking um what is that called by like a border patrol agent or some shit it wasn't even the police officers who were you know man enough to get in there it took a fucking patrol officer from the border to drive all the way down to the school and actually do something because these pussy-ass cops wouldn't bother going in there. And you know what else I heard? That some pussy-ass cop got a little kid killed. Because there was like three kids underneath a table. And there was a tablecloth over it. And then there was a school shooter was 
I think in the room or in the classroom or whatever, and the cop was right outside. He opened the door kind of or, or yelled from the outside. He was like, oh, if you need help, uh, you know, make yourself known, uh, give us a sign or something. And then this little girl actually had the confidence to, you know, peek over the tablecloth and boom, she got killed. And you know how fucked up that is? What a pussy ass cop had to sacrifice a fucking kid to actually, you know, even. And I think the fucking cop ran away or some shit because they didn't that, that, at that moment. They didn't even get to the fucking school shooter. It's so fucking annoying. And I've also heard rumors of like uh, they're trying to silence all the parents who are trying to get in there. And they're trying to like tell them that if they speak out on uh, negatively on the cops that they're going to be fine or they're going to be charged and it's it's total fucking bullshit because i heard that some of the cops were actually trying to get into the classrooms just to save their own kids and they didn't give a fuck about you know apprehending the situation or throwing their bodies at the fucking uh school shooter as they fucking should dude i don't give a fuck if fucking 100 cops died if zero kids died then it would have been fucking worth it i don't know why these guys have to fucking sacrifice all these fucking kids and then they say that oh no the school had no security that um the doors were already open that's why they got in bullshit the surveillance footage will come out and the truth will come out and i'm and dude i'm tired of them saying oh we're gonna look into the situation dude it seems like cops can never do any wrong in their mind and i don't care what fucking investigation they do this internal investigation it's got to be like some private company has to look into this because it makes no sense how other police officers and detectives and other branches of government are doing investigations on their own it's going to be like it's it's uh it's redundant at that point it's they're never going to get to anything they're just going to forgive and forget and that's all it's going to come about that and I believe that the children of the Uvold, uh, the rest of the Uvold Elementary School children are actually going to be uh, like dispersed into random uh, elementary schools around the area. They're not even going to return back to their own school. And it's kind of fucking sad. And I think there's like five or six people injured still in the hospital. It seems like they're going to make it out alive. But it's just so many victims. It's it's actually fucking insane and something really has to be done about this because cops need to get out of this old way of thinking all this old habits these old uniforms these old rule sets like something needs to come about this they need to get with the modern times and and you know actually investigate this because i i heard that they were doing these um these like sort of these walkthroughs of the school to make sure that everything was you know danger proof like, just a few months before the actual school shooting happened. Like, what the fuck came about that? They probably just walked around, did nothing to actually make sure everything was secure, and then just gave it the A-OK, -okay, and then shit like this fucking happens. And it's fucking sad, dude. It's fucking really sad. And do I think that shit like this is gonna continue to happen? Yes. I mean, there's nothing that... Honestly, I can't think of anything that could be done. I mean, I could think of a few things, but it's not gonna it's not gonna matter in the long run, I guess. It depends on who you fucking vote for, but all these dickheads who get voted into office aren't gonna do shit either way, so... It's just a sad, um, never-ending cycle. Will this happen for the next hundred years? Probably. Will this happen for the next thousand years? Probably. And, you know, that's that. And on another note, I was in New York City a few days ago, and it was actually an eye-opening experience once again, uh, just how shit the city is. It seems like everybody's just an NPC. There. Everybody's just walking around. I feel like I've seen the same fucking people over and over and over again. You just got your homeless people, your drug dealers, you got your random tourists walking around, and it's just fucking, it's honestly giving me a headache even thinking about it. There's just so much shit going on there. Construction, nonstop construction, it just smells like shit. I don't see the fascination for people going to the city all the time. I was there to check out uh, camera equipment at B&H, but I also managed to go to the um, the Top Gun 40X uh, movie, and it was my first 40X movie. And for for those of you who don't know what 40X is, it's essentially this like immersive movie experience that like you feel like water and like spouting at you. You feel the vibration of the chair. You feel wind. It's just a whole like 
you know, like a 4D experience. And honestly, I chose the best movie for that, Top Gun. I just picked that movie out of a chance. I was like, oh, this is the only movie that has 40X. Fuck it. Let me just watch that. But dude, highly, highly recommend people go watch Top Gun. That shit lived up to expectation. That shit was a great, I guess, uh, what would you call it? A sequel to the original or a remake or whatever the fuck it would be. But dude, amazing movie. The only shitty part about that whole movie experience was this dickhead old guy. He was like, oh, I haven't been to the movie theaters in 10 years. And then he sat right fucking next to us, me and my friend. And then he just pulled out a whole fucking buffet out of his backpack. I couldn't believe it. He started with like appetizers. He had like some fucking butternut squash ravioli. He had all that shit. He pulled out a fucking salad. He came with the main course, the white bean puree, the fucking turkey, the burgers. He had some fucking dessert. Well, not all that shit, but you know what I mean? He fucking had a lot of shit in his backpack. And dude, he was fucking so annoying. Any single time that the sea vibrated, <laughs> oh, whoa, man, this shit is amazing, yo. And then he would look over at us for affirmation. And it's like, dude, get the fuck away from me, kid. And then <laughs> the best part is like the water spout for his seat didn't work. So eventually he moved, thankfully, halfway through the movie. And then I was able to actually enjoy the fucking movie instead of this dickhead looking over at us. Yeah, one thing I definitely learned from going to the New York City, everybody's a fucking character over there, and if you're gonna go, don't fucking drive. Parking is too fucking expensive, and it's a fucking drag. You don't want to fucking drive, like, fucking 30 minutes, an hour out to the to New York City just to be walking around for hours and then driving back for an hour. Fuck that shit. Maybe if you're, like, a passenger, but not as a fucking driver. I took the fucking bus. I've taken the ferry before, and, dude, the bus is easy. You just sit there for, like, 40 minutes. On the way back, it was like fucking 30 minutes. And you don't got to do a goddamn thing. It's fucking less than $5 there, less than $5 back. And just a great experience. Actually, when I was buying my bus ticket to get home, this guy came up to me as I was paying for this shit on the fucking machine. And then he's like, yo, your bus leaves at five. And that's like this homeless looking guy. And he's fucking kind of kind of scary looking. And I'm just ignoring him. And then he's like, oh, you're just going to ignore me? And it's like, dude, I know what the fuck these guys are after. These guys are like some type of heckler type donation uh, seeker type people. These guys will wait for you to pay. Be like, oh, you have a dollar change. Yo, let me get that. I helped you out. I helped you out. And then because they uh, gave you some type of input and you gave them some affirmation or some verification or some acknowledgement, then they're going to want your fucking uh, your fucking um, change. And that's not the way the fucking goes. I was ready to throw blows with that guy. But anyways, I also got to watch the XXX Tentacion documentary that dropped. It's been about almost three years in the fucking making and that shit came out. And it's kind of sad how they portrayed him. Spoiler alert. They just basically spoke about his um, his domestic violence case and how he essentially in the documentary, um, it was like some unreleased footage. He basically claims that he didn't hit the his girlfriend, but his girlfriend claims that, you know, that she did get hit and uh, she showed some proof and whatnot. And it doesn't look good for X, but... Uh, at that point, you want to take the um, music away from the allegations at that point. And it's kind of crazy because he died June 18th, 2018, I believe. Damn, it's been that fucking long. Or 2019, I believe. One of those two years. Um, It's been three years, so what is that? 2019. And a few months, if he would have lived only a few more months, he would have been uh, prosecuted for his crime up to 20 fucking years. And it wasn't even for domestic violence because his girlfriend actually was willing to drop the charges and had dropped the charges and didn't even show up to court anymore. But um, what they got him on was uh, was actually witness tampering, which is apparently an even bigger um, crime than uh, the domestic violence would have been in his end. And it's kind of sad because, you know, little little kid at that point, 20 years old, he really lived like his all of his teenage years, you know, monitored, ankle bracelet, and 
He was actually trying to get his mind away from it, go to the motorcycle shop, buy a motorcycle for the first time. His mom was trying to set up security for him to go to the uh, motorcycle place. And then security was going to take too much uh, time or whatever. So X was like, nah, I'm going to go. And then uh, his mom sent his uncle with him and his pussy ass uncle as soon as the guys pull out the gun. And it's actually on footage. I saw that, that uh, his uncle was the first person to leave his, his uh, site. And then the gunman just killed X, and it was fucking crazy. But I hate how the the way that the X documentary portrayed him, they just portrayed him as a fucking abuser. Didn't really um, focus in on all the donations and, like, all his positive messages that he had for the world on his Instagram lives, on his posts, on... Like, even up until the last moments that he died, his last post, his last story on Instagram was, oh, I'm setting up a, a charity event in my uh, local area, uh, I believe to the day that he passed or the next day he was ready to go for the charity event and it's kind of sad and ironic and then they showed like uh his um his wake and then his funeral and all his friends crying and it's just a sad case and i i just wish that they would have uh changed up the documentary i've seen a whole bunch of documentaries on youtube like um you know fan-made documentaries and they were way better than the actual one that released on hulu that took him three years because they just portrayed him as a fucking domestic abuser and how his mom finally believes the his ex-girlfriend over his son and how, how she's trying to make peace with, with her. And it's like, dude, is everybody just going to turn on him? Like, obviously, believe him. As a mom, you're supposed to, you know, have your son's back to the to the death and you know he died so his word is all you could you know stand by and he actually told you time and time again even on video that he was not the domestic abuser that she got jumped that's why she had all them fucking um bruises on her face but you know i don't know fuck it that's it's just my take that they really portrayed him in a bad light and i just wish that he got some justice and he had a better documentary out and you know what the crazy part is that x actually had his song um to pay his respects for the people of the Parkland shooting, the Parkland school shooting. And he was he also has a song called, uh, I believe, School Shooters with Lil Wayne. And he, he always had shit in mind, you know, to try to help the, the future. And it's crazy because he passed away three years ago and shit like this is just still happening, you know, weeks ago. And he had an unreleased song that actually that comes to mind. And let me see if I could find it. And I don't know why that song came to mind, but it sort of really encapsulates the feeling that everybody is thinking, or at least every sane person is thinking that, you know, guns should be banned until a certain age, or why is there even a need for people to carry assault rifles if you're going to protect your own home? You should, you don't need a fucking AK, you don't need to be spraying unless you got fucking all of the cartel pushing your house all at once, you know? Like, a pistol's enough. A shotgun is enough. You don't need to have all these fucking fancy silencers and machine guns and on all these fucking RPGs are legal in some places. Like, this is... It's honestly insane at what you could buy on the internet. I'm not even talking the, the dark web. I'm talking just the straight internet. And that's how this guy, this 18-year-old from the Uvald school shooting, managed to get a gun. He just bought it straight off the fucking internet. That's it. You know what? You know what the crazy part is about Texas? I heard that... You could actually just give a gun to somebody. No paperwork, nothing. Just give a gun to somebody. As easy as that. Isn't that fucking crazy? Am I the only fucking person that thinks that's fucking crazy? I don't know. Fuck it.
All right, moving on to some Reddit posts. My friend and I burned down a house when I was a kid. When I was around eight years old, I lived in an area that had a lot of summer homes. After summer was over and the home was empty, my friend and I would break in. Break in is used loosely. A lot of times windows were unlocked or even sometimes a door. We used to look for money. We loved going to McDonald's. One time we even found a lockbox. Busted that open with a sledgehammer. We usually didn't take anything but money. There were TVs or beds, but I was eight. What would I do with any of that? Almost never any toys. I did take a really cool looking mini statue. I still have it to this day. We were in one house playing with those long wooden mats. Matches. One of them lit the shag carpet. Damn. We couldn't get it out. We rode our bikes out of there like the devil was on our heels. Some days later, we both rode our bikes back to this house. The place was burned down to the ground. Destroyed. Nothing left. I can still smell it. I also remember I stepped on a nail and it went right into my foot. Hurt like hell. We rode our bike away and never talked about it again. My family moved away when I was in the fifth grade. I lost contact with the kid. I have never told anyone. <laughs> Dude, the fact that you just pissed out and then you just peaced out and then you, you just lost contact with your friend and you were eight years old and you started lighting that. Dude, who was leaving their houses open like this? This is fucking insane. You definitely broke in. But um, anyways, you better hope that there's no stat that there is a statute of limitations in the state that you're in and that you're fucking using an alt account because this is a hell of a fucking confession to be saying. Damn, I would feel so bad. I guess every house has to be insured or have to have some type of fire insurance. But dude, that could only cover so much. That's fucking tens of thousands of dollars of losses. Maybe back in the day it was a little less. I don't know. That sucks for them. Not for you so much. Um, unless this gets back to you somehow, which would kind of be pretty fucking funny but you know kids will be kids fuck it i plagiarized my english paper past and now it will haunt me forever i hated my english teacher my first year of high school he was weird and he had a dry sense of humor i couldn't appreciate at the time but over the next few years i learned to really like him i was even his ta my senior year I'm guessing that means teaching assistant or some shit we would always talk about music and literature he introduced me to some of my favorite music I think it was my sophomore or junior year, we had a big paper to write over a book we were supposed to read, House on Haunted Hill, possibly, which would be fitting. I didn't read the goddamn book and totally copied my friend's paper. I changed it enough, but I was sure that he would see right through my shit. I got an A, and every damn time I saw this teacher, he would tell me how brilliant my paper was. <laughs> oh, I can't tell if that's ironic from his part, but it's pretty funny. Uh, did he know? Question mark. Did he torture me with this? Obviously, fucking question mark, am I stupid? Did he torture me with this for the next decade? We actually remained in touch after high school and had coffee from time to time. His wife owned a local candy shop. He passed away a few years later. Damn, that's fucking fast. After moving to a new state, but every single time I saw him previously to that, he always mentioned my amazing plagiarized paper over a book I never read. I always wanted to tell him to know if he really knew. I think he knew. Brilliant asshole. I miss him. I don't know. To me, it definitely sounds like he was trying to teach you some type of important lesson and you never really, you know confess to it directly to him he obviously he had to have known dude these are t t they see this shit all the fucking time you're not trying to outsmart anybody here dude these guys see it over and over and over again yeah i used to think i was slick I, my teacher probably knew i fucking plagiarized all the time i would have some fucking complex ass fucking terms in my in my fucking uh essays i would just take paragraphs from i forget where the fuck i would take paragraphs from probably like quora or like you know some type of ask page and then I would just copy, paste it into this website from back in the day called Spinbot, spin it a few times over and over and over again until it was like barely readable. And then I would adjust a few terms and then they would have like complex synonyms for words. And I, and then my professor would be like, yo, do you even know what this means? And then I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then I, I, it was funny because 
um, I would make sure that I would cover my tracks. So I would read over the paper and then I would be like, hmm, this, this, this fucking term is ridiculous. I'm like, how does anybody fucking know this shit? So I would purposely, you know, go online and look it up and make sure I have it like dissected into my brain. And I would do all this shit to try to scheme around plagiarism when I could have just, you know, probably fucking just wrote it myself and just submitted it. But yeah, your teacher was definitely trying to teach you a fucking life lesson and you didn't catch on to it. Unfortunately, he passed away. But I guess you could still get what he was trying to get at by understanding that he actually fucking knew what the fuck you were doing. And the life lesson that I guess he was trying to teach you was that you can only copy people for so long until you have to be yourself, you know? You can only get by in life plagiarizing so much until the truth eventually comes comes out it's either you got it or you don't you know you can't just be plagiarizing on your final tests or maybe you can't fuck it if you can get away with cheating all your life but then again who, who the fuck are you really cheating just yourself because you could really like for example i've gotten a's in classes and i don't know what the fuck they were fucking teaching i just would do the work and i would just find the answers to the work and i would submit it and i would get a's what did i get out of it nothing did i pay for the classes yeah they cost money and it's like shit i got nothing fucking out of it all right so here's a thought do you think that it's gonna be possible that we could actually evolve into a new species again like you know how we apparently came from apes and then developed more humanistic traits and features as time went on do you think it's possible that we could actually develop like some type of enhance modifications again in the future like i don't know like a reinforced neck or like a third fucking leg or a fucking backup eyeballs or like regenerative properties in us or some shit like that because if we were able to evolve as times went on as technology evolves and as the need for you know i don't know an enhanced mind or an enhanced vision or enhanced senses comes into effect wouldn't we need like the respective uh, I guess body features to adapt to the times so here's an example all right so I'm just gonna throw some random shit out there like let's say in the future there's a need to intake a lot of knowledge in a short amount of time you know more than there is now so in a way somehow we evolved to be able to freely split our mind in half which would basically split our body in half and allow us to use, you know, the left side of the brain with the left side of your body and the right side of your brain with the right side of your body. So what that would allow, what that would allow you to do would be like if you set up like dual monitors and you had two different feeds running, you would have two two mice, you know, you, you would have a whole uh, left and right body setup and then you would be able to study one thing with half of your body and study another thing with, with the other half of your body, which would be fucking fucking insane. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking too deep into shit or hear me out. Maybe, just maybe, evolution is always happening, but it's not something that you could sit down and observe, you know? I don't know. Just thought. Just a fucking thought. All right, here's another post. So I'm 17 and want to learn so much so bad. I want to know everything. I want to learn where I came from, who I am, the universe, and more. School has pretty much failed me in teaching me what I feel is necessary. I want to know the shit school won't teach you, what normal everyday people don't even think of. I want more power of knowledge. Need. I need, need, need to learn. Damn, this guy's fucking out here. Well, I guess, I guess one thing that I could definitely say to that statement is... You always want to be in a constant pattern of learning. You always want to be learning. 
even as you get older 40 50 60 you should be eager to learn and one interesting thing that you actually touched on for a second was that school the school system failed you and you're 17 so if you're saying that that's kind of nuts because you're still in the school system and you realize that but when i was out of the school system or at least out of high school looking back i'm like damn i really fucking learned all this useless shit not useless shit i mean but who why did i need to learn history every fucking single year high school middle school elementary school they just dug that shit down your throat same videos this that the, the third reich um slavery this that and the other it's like the same shit like once you know the declaration of independence once you know your rights once you know your amendments like you could bang that shit out in one law class you don't really need to be learning this shit all throughout your life i would have much rather had some type of finance classes that showed me how to do my taxes to sh they should be really be showing these kids who sign up for years and years and hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt right out of high school. They're just signing their life away. You could literally sign yourself up for unlimited debt right out of fucking high school. And it's fucking ridiculous. They, they should teach you about how all this interest starts compounding on you. How when you graduate, your $100,000 loan may turn into $110,000, $15,000 debt. How, how expensive this school is versus that school is, the importance of, oh, can you actually get that job that you're pursuing without the degree if I just go and get this quick certificate and then apply myself to that? And there's so many ways around different career paths nowadays that most jobs don't even require you to have a college degree. Shit. I know that Google is is the certificate-based, um they offer these certificate-based programs now where you could literally take these courses for free apply for Google and get a job there. Like, this is something that you needed fucking years and years and an MBA and fucking years of school and interning and shit. And now you could literally get the certificate straight out of high school, find the right people, build the right connections. That's another thing. The value of a speech communication class in high school, I cannot stress it enough. If I had four years of speech communication in high school, or if everybody had four years of speech communication in high school, it would be a lot better off. It would be a lot more comfortable in different scenarios, interviews for schools, interviews for jobs. They would know how to interact with people. Um, people, you know, if they're a guy, they, they would know how to interact with a girl and like they could do different activities like that or giving speeches in front of big crowds. And, you know, there's a lot of things that come with childhood development that the school system neglected and they really sort of like what i talked in the beginning of the podcast about how police how often have this like old school mindset and i feel like school also has that old school mindset the same fucking textbooks the same fucking lessons plans like i remember speaking to teachers that were like in their 40s when i was like in high school so like 17 and he told me he's been teaching the same fucking shit since he fucking started same shit he still has the same printouts of the same like dude this is not rocket science the times progress we don't need to learn all this bullshit history i get it learn the history so it doesn't repeat itself you don't gotta fucking shove it down my throat constantly no homo and um yeah just give us some type of personal finance classes teaches about stocks teaches about you know roth iras teaches about um debt teaches about interest investment real estate bank accounts all that stuff like this is valuable knowledge that most kids don't get and that makes it and honestly I know some people, and you know what that crazy shit is? I remember a kid asked this in high school one time, or maybe it was in the beginning of college, of why the school system neglects to teach this. And they say that it's up to the parents to teach you that stuff at home. Like, bitch, you're the one fucking getting paid, and you're the one who has basically the weight of 
teaching these kids everything they fucking know as they grow up. And the younger you are, the easier that this knowledge gets digged into your brain. And if you were to, you know, build this, these children up the right way, then, you know, maybe you wouldn't have as much problems as you fucking do nowadays in society. You got fucking school shooters, you got drug addicts, you got fucking overcrowded jails and prisons, and you got all this fucking bullshit that's being taught in school, and I'm honestly fucking tired of it, and I, I get where you're coming from with this post that the school system fucking failed you, and you want to learn more, because the school doesn't teach you shit. They do teach you shit, but you know what I mean? They don't fucking teach you the valuable stuff that you might want to learn. If you want to get into a trade, sure, I guess some schools offer like a fucking metal welding class and a mechanic class but is that really enough no if you want to focus on something you know sometimes you got to fucking do it yourself pick up the textbook and teach yourself but that's not something that you know most kids do and they shouldn't really have to do that they have fucking like eight hour school days they should get something of value every fucking single day but they don't they're being taught the same shit same shit turn to page this and that answer odd odd questions uh if you want some help even question answers are in the back of your textbook for guidance uh bring it back for a letter grade and the grading system is another fucking thing. I don't I don't even want to get into that, but I feel like the grading system needs to be worked on. The material needs to be worked on. Teachers got to get paid a little bit more. Security in schools got to go up. Man, I could just complain over and over and over again because the school system balked me in the ass. All right, so here's a little weird fact or need fact that I learned from my ophthalmologist uh, over the weekend when I went to her. So she basically said like that, there is actually a name for the color that you see. Like, for example, when there's a pitch black room and you open your eyes, like I'm talking pitch black room and you open your eyes, it's not like fully black. It's like a dark shade of gray, I would say. And that there's a name for that color and it's Aijin Rue. I didn't even fucking know that was a fucking color, but you know, the more you know. Moving on. All right, so here's a random thought. So you know how you could bond with someone by just hating the same thing? All right, so now imagine a dating app based on your dislikes, you know? I would assume that it would be fucking fairly successful. Like, imagine you matched up with a girl and you guys both fucking hated some random shit. Like, you hated people who pour milk before cereal or some shit. I bet you could talk about that for a long-ass time. You could probably get into other discussions like, oh, do you also hate people that use the word literally in a non-literal sense? Oh, do you hate people that put pineapple on pizza? Do you hate people that wipe back to front versus front to back? You know, I feel like it would make for a lot better conversation than, you know, hey, what's up? Where are you? How you been? Oh, you look good. You know, it's the same generic shit. Like, make it fun. Make it appealing. You know, just the thought. Alright, so here's another post. Am I the asshole for not giving up my second free seat next to me in the plane? I am obese. Like, I am very comfortable having two seats in the plane type of obese. I am well aware of that, and I really don't like to bother people with my weight. A week ago, I was going to a conference by plane, and because I was going alone, I bought two seats. Usually, when I fly with my boyfriend, I don't buy two since he sits right next to me. I fit in one, but my side is usually touching the person next to me, and I feel uncomfortable for them. It happened to me that they gave me nasty looks, and I felt extremely uncomfortable the whole flight. So I sat down in the plane and put the armrest up so I would be really comfortable. Some couple came, and they both sat next to me because they got separate seats, and they noticed the seat next to me was empty. Exactly what I was afraid of happened. My side kept touching the guy next to me, and he even pushed me a bit when he moved into the seat. I was feeling extremely uncomfortable and asked him if he could go back to the seat because I bought this one for comfort. He told me no since the seat is empty, and he 
wants to be next to his girlfriend. Well, I told him I understand, but I feel uncomfortable and I paid for the second seat so exactly this doesn't happen. He refused again and started to chat with his girlfriend. I called the flight attendant and quietly told her what was happening. She asked the guy to leave my second seat and he and his girlfriend gave me a nasty look. The girlfriend mumbled something like, fucking fat bitch, under her breath, <laughs> but nothing directly to me. So am I the asshole for insisting him to leave? Well, in this case, I could definitely see it playing out both ways in my head. Um, if I was the person with the girlfriend, I would definitely want to sit next to them. And if I see an empty seat, I would definitely go there just to be next to her. But at the same time, if, if you told me, oh, and you showed me proof of, oh, you bought the seat to be extra comfortable, then I would gladly get up and I wouldn't make a big deal out of it. Being that he did make a big deal about it, I could totally see it your way because you paid for that shit. And, you know, flight tickets are extremely expensive right now. Everything's fucking expensive. Gas prices are fucking expensive. Rent's fucking expensive. Everything's fucking expensive. So if you pay for, if you pay to be comfortable and you want to have an extra seat, you know, by all means do. And you're entitled to that, I'm pretty sure. And yeah, you're definitely entitled to that. If the flight attendant told the guy to fuck off, then, you know, fuck off. And you have every right to do that. I'm not even trying to make fun of it, but since you're that huge, what else do you have to have done? Like, if you're going to a basketball game, you need two seats there. If you're going to uh, a concert, you have to pay for two tickets. You know, shit like that. Like, you need a special car. No, I guess you just get a bigger truck or something. I'm just trying to figure out how the life of a big person would be. And honestly, it seems it seems like more hassle than it's worth. I know a lot of people don't have a choice of being big or not, but like if you just do it on pure taste alone and like you just enjoy food that much, like I would just lose the weight. But you know, easier said than done. Cancel me. What are you gonna do? I got three episodes. You know, what are you gonna do? All right, to end off the podcast, I guess I'll read a little story that goes why I can't trust those quote looking for threesome couples on Tinder anymore. If you're a girl interested in girls, you've been there. You see a hot chick on Tinder, and then you read her bio, and it says, in an open relationship, or polyamorous, or looking for a male-female-female threesome, or some shit like that. Fuck. But then there's the ones that sneak up on you. That match with a fun-loving, appearing woman just a few years older than myself. She was a hairstylist from Europe with a labradoodle. It was only after a few days of messaging that she finally revealed her agenda. She had a boyfriend, and they were looking for a one-off third. My heart sunk. It was already hard enough for me to accept my burgeoning lesbianism, but then the spanner gets thrown into the works, just as I'm starting to connect to a girl. Foolishly, I let myself get talked into meeting them. I had not yet had a sexual experience with another woman, and Eve said I wouldn't even have to touch Adam, fake names clearly, because she'd be in the middle and he mainly wanted to watch. I feel stupid now, and it's something I'm beating myself up over. This already had so many red flags. Picture in the mind's eye what a young white couple looking for a threesome look like. I can guarantee you know what these two look like. A hot girl with the Charles Manson looking guy. He even had those manic eyes. I had agreed to come to their place, I know. Please don't comment about how stupid I was because it was an apartment in a good part of town. It sounded pretty safe because, I mean, they had neighbors and there was a Pete's Coffee right on the ground floor. It's downtown. People would be around if I started to scream, you know? Adam had a manic look in his eyes that immediately put me on the defense. Meth? Ecstasy? Some sort of upper, that's for sure. He spent tediously long time explaining to me how monogamy was bad for women, and I had to sit there with this typical womanly smile and nod routinely while this guy popped off about gender politics. Brother, I'm just here to eat your girl out. We got involved. Again, leave me be. And I hit a few rips on their Frankenstein head bong. I thought it would help me loosen up to get prepped for a threesome. I didn't realize it was going to throw me off guard. Eve was scooting closer to me on the couch, caressing my inner thighs. I was starting to relax into her touch, thinking that maybe this wouldn't be so bad. Your brain can't even process what's happening when you get hit over the head with an iron pole. There were no thoughts in my head as I hit the floor. 
My brain was just trying to frantically reassess the situation and figure out who was attacking me. I got a gargled whine before the second blow hit. <laughs> Damn. I can't say much about what happened next because of the concussion. I know that Adam and Eve were arguing, but I can't remember any of their words. I think Eve was worried that he'd kill me and that that would spoil their plans. I came to in a cold basement. It took my brain some time to realize what had happened. It all felt like a dream, and I still didn't recognize what he had done to me until Adam and Eve came through the old wooden door. I tried to stand, but my head hurt far too much, and I stumbled back down, then realizing my right hand was cuffed to a pipe. I was in my bra and underwear. Now, I knew how serious it was. Guys, I mumbled, jaw hurting surprisingly more than I had known. What's happening? Be a good little girl, and we'll let you go back to your mommy and daddy, Adam growled, eliciting a horror little giggle from Eve. These two fuckers thought that they were the Joker and Harley Quinn, I swear to God. Look, I'm not going into details of what they did to me. You don't want to hear it, and I don't want to repeat it. It's only worth mentioning that a metal spatula and cooking blowtorch were involved. Eve would torture me with the implements while Adam masturbated, or she would masturbate him as he tortured me. This wasn't a threesome. It was a demented couple, and I was their living doll. I still cringe when I think about the way that they spoke to each other in a baby language while pressing a hot spatula onto the bottom of my feet. I've been told that this went on for three days, but with my conclusion, it felt much shorter, thankfully. All the while, I remained handcuffed to the pole, except when they took me upstairs, blindfolded to shower and use the toilet. I was planning my escape as best as my scattered brain could in the circumstances. I knew this was going to result in death if I didn't do something. These two had no plans to let me go home. The one thing in my favor was that the door of the basement couldn't lock. It had some big old ancient skeleton key lock and I'd never heard or seen them locking it. Probably didn't have the key anymore. If I could get out of the handcuffs, I could get out. I've seen Gerald's game. I knew what it would take. It's hard to convince your brain to endure pain to reap the benefits later. Pumping myself up to do what had to be done took some time. I waited until what appeared to be night, just based on their absence from the basement, before I shakily stood up and started to pull myself away from the pipe. I was trying not to make too much noise, but it was hard not to gasp in pain as I tried to rip my hand out through the tight handcuff. I had to stop twice. The second time, I was already bleeding, having partially split the base of my palm open. I made the wise decision to use my toe to scoot my previously discarded bloodied underwear towards me. I probably looked insane shoving it in my mouth, self-gagged to muffle the screaming. It took breaking my thumb and partially degloving my hand to get out of the cuff. I ranked that as the most painful experience of my life, above any torture those two put me through. I stood there for a second once it was done, trembling violently and watching as endless drips of blood splat on the floor. I had a nosebleed from stress and a bloodied hand. Maybe I was going into shock soon. I had to go now or I would faint before I could get any further. Carefully opening the basement door, I saw my horror, what they had planned to come next. A hacksaw, black plastic bags, bleach, and gloves were all sitting on the workbench just before the staircase. I had to stop from crying aloud with fear. The iron pole was also sitting there. Foolishly, I tried to lift it with my good hand. I had no strength to lift it with my non-dominant hand, and it thuddled back onto the table. I stayed dead still, wondering if anyone would come through the door at the top of the staircase and discover me. After a minute of no response, just a soft thump of hip-hop music playing in the other room. I grabbed the hacksaw. Not an ideal weapon, but the best I had. Eve was in the living room taking a rip from the Frankenstein head. This wasn't the same apartment I had met them in. This house was far older and on the ground floor. There was graffiti on the walls and torn wallpaper, broken floorboards, maybe some sort of crack house. My first instinct should have been to sneak to the exit, but my primal desire was to slam the hacksaw blade into the back of Eve's skull. A mistake for sure, as she heard the creaking wood and spun around on the couch to see me. Screaming, she flung the plastic bong at me on first instinct. It didn't even phase me. The adrenaline kicked in, and I went at her. Even with my left hand swinging the blade, it still did some damage. He fought back hard, and we ended up tussling on the ground, both trying to gain control over the blade. Kanye blaring in the background, the whole situation even more absurd. Eve got a hold of the hacksaw, and I've got nasty defensive wounds on my arms to prove it. 
but what she didn't see coming was me grabbing her mortar from the coffee table and slamming it into the side of her skull. I took multiple hits to the head with a pipe and lived. She took one with the mortar and died. The brain is a delicate thing. Adam hadn't been there. I still don't know where he had been at the time, but the stars aligned for me to get out of there. The house was situated in a neighborhood I didn't recognize, but most of the place looked derelict. I sobbed as I walked down the street looking for an uninhabited property. I was thinking I had made it out of there only to die on the streets because I couldn't find help. Normally I wouldn't wave down a low riding car blaring trap music, but desperate times call for desperate measures and as Tinder taught me, don't judge a book by its cover. Holy shit girl, the fuck happened to you? The passenger asked, stepping out of the car and turning off the music. I cannot express how grateful I am for those two men who stopped to help me. Here I was, a naked woman bleeding and bruised walking down the road and they immediately got me in the back seat and headed for the ER. One laid a jacket over me while the other used his Lakers shirt to wrap around my bleeding hand. I fell onto unconscious in the back seat as the engine roared. I was fully spent. I wish I had managed to stay awake because when the two black men showed up to the hospital with the naked white girl unconscious in the back the cops were called and they were arrested. It wasn't until I came to and told the police what had happened that those poor guys got released. They didn't even get an apology or acknowledgement that they saved my life, but they were good enough guys to testify at the trial. Adam was eventually tracked down. Unsurprisingly, that Tinder profile was deleted, but once they identified Eve's corpse, they linked him to her. He was picked up 8 hours away at the motel when they found his car. The tech sweep revealed the creepy messages between the two, including the rape roleplay, snuff films, and a ghastly collection daddy and kitten exchanges. I was their first victim, but... Had they not been stopped, I wouldn't have been their last. Adam's defense is that it was consensual BDSM that went awry. He says all the bad stuff happened after he left and he's dumping it all on Eve. What a loyal guy. My lawyer seems confident it's not going to hold up based on my own testimony and the evidence, but this is still going to be a months, even years long process. Netflix has approached me for some new series they're making, and I about lost my shit to that, but could use the money since I currently can't work and the legal process is expensive. Maybe you'll see my story put the dramatic music and talking heads later on. It's going to be hard to start dating again. I don't think I've got a single good night's sleep since that happened. My hand aches all the time, and then I get sharp shocks of agony at random. I wish I had some meaningful, happy ending to put to this, but I guess the happy ending is that I lived. I've gone off Tinder as expected, sticking to Bumble from now on. And that is a wrap on episode 3 of the No Regrets podcast. Make sure you leave a positive review. I would really appreciate it, and... Let's go Johnny Depp, fuck Amber Heard, and I'll post the next episode whenever I feel like it, I guess. See ya.